leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are continuing our coverage of Bad Bash, and we are revisiting another planet that we are very excited to talk about. We're going to get to that and much more right after these ads we have no control over. Leftovers. Or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sing along if you know the words. Animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I'm Zuhair Ali. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And I am Andrew Rogers. And it's week six, and we still get super giddy over that wonderful rendition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I want to come in with like the musical notes that are also happening, just like at the bottom, the guitar riff, and just continue on <laughs> along all of it. Like, hey, you're more than welcome. Please. If I could do it, I would. But I'm just saying in my head, that's what I I want to sing it. I want to make it happen. <laughs> John Williams would be proud. Oh, yes. Oh, He'd be yes. something. <laughs> maybe we could get him on to share how something he is <laughs> uh, all right so this is another episode of animation deliberation we got a little bit of blah, 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 blah. we got words to talk about with some dc news andrew why don't you take it away Yes, so you know we had to talk about this. We love DC here, and DC came out with a slew of announcements from uh, James Gunn all through this week, and he came out with the entire DCU slate, what we can look for over the next couple of years, uh, notable things, Batman, the Brave and the Bold film, uh, Superman legacy film, Supergirl film, a TV show about uh, Amazon before the birth of Wonder Woman, so many great things. Um, but the number one thing that we had to talk about, because we are an animation podcast after all, is actually the first thing that is coming out of DC uh, it's slated for 2024. It's in production as we speak, an animated TV show. Obviously, oh. we love that. Um, the show is called Creature Commandos. It's going to be a nine-episode run, all of which are written by James Gunn. So Woo-hoo. he's you know, heading this up. And he has said this is the start of the DCU, meaning that any of these characters could potentially show up in live action. We're expecting the possibility of a crossover. They are casting voice actors based on that possibility of them being the people that would play them in live action. So they are doing their due diligence to make this a connected world. And Creature Commandos, just a little bit of background, it's going to be based on the comic run of the same name and is James Gunn's specialty of a very 
you know, unknown group of characters that he's going to bring to the screen. And they are fighting in World War II generally during throughout the comics. And they're a band of characters. And we have a confirmed lineup at this point of Rick Flagg Sr., Eric Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dr. Nina Mazurak, Mazursky, G.I. Robot, Dr. Phosphorus, and Weasel, possibly even the same Weasel that we saw played by Sean Gunn in the Suicide Squad uh, film. So it just seems like it's going to be so much fun and random and bizarre. And like every comic cover and picture of this Motley crew that I've seen looks bizarre. So I've given you the news scoop. What are you guys thinking about what this is actually going to be? It's going to be the anticipated chaos that James Gunn provides. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think that goes without saying, but I think it is interesting James Gunn having, you know, done the Guardians films and holiday special for the MCU. It kind of feels like he's taking a page out of the MCU's book. The MCU has had phases and sagas. And we know with this announcement, James Gunn said that this first story part is going to be like, subtitled gods and monsters so i think with the monsters part of that it makes total sense that dc creature commandos would be there and uh just hearing that we're going to get like eric frankenstein the bride of frankenstein like that's just awesome and i can't wait to see how he adapts those and how they're drawn um because animation that's the great thing about it you can really do some out there designs and otherworldly designs but uh, it's very clear that his time with the Suicide Squad, he's developed some affinity for Rick Flag and Weasel. So I am interested to see how those possibly connect to what we've already seen with his um, his his series in Peacemaker as well as the Suicide Squad. I haven't looked too much into it, so I don't have too much uh, profound thoughts on what I think of the show itself. What did make me a little bit nervous was that he did go out of his way to talk about how this new Bat universe was going to be its own separate thing and how that's continuing. And while he gave love to Young Justice, he didn't quite hint at anything on that department yet. So now I'm just kind of like back to twilling my thumbs of like, hey, where's the big news that I want to hear? Yeah, that's fair. And it may be time to sunset those hopes because I think I like this idea that they're going to be making canon animation. Like that's kind of where Marvel is dropping the ball a little bit is making less than canon animation. Like, you know, what if kind of worked, but Mm. zombies is not going to necessarily be canon outside of the multiverse. Spider-Man freshman year is not canon outside the multiverse. So like Mm -hmm. the fact that they are prioritizing animation and saying it's going to be necessary parts of the puzzle it just excites me more that they're going to be doing this. And like you said, Jay Scotty, it's gods and monsters. I believe as for the little bit of comics that I was looking at, this is like DC's first foray into being like, Oh yeah, vampires exist. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be plenty of fun. Please throw in a Morbius joke. I beg you like poke fun at that bear (laughs) with all you can James Gunn. But yeah, that's a, that's the first little bit that we have coming out of DC. And this being in the first announcement is also awesome that it's this high on the flagpole that they're saying yeah it's coming soon um compared to everything else in like 2025 and 2026 right, right. on the uh sorry go ahead i'm just gonna switch topics a little bit i was just gonna say you know s- switching gears from animation a little bit just to talk about some of the other things that we are excited about with this announcement i was a little surprised you didn't like 
call out the Green Lantern series that we're getting because that was definitely the one that kind of like stuck yeah. out to me. It's been like, obviously we had the film back in 2011, but ever since then there's been these talks about a new Green Lantern film, uh, possibly like a buddy cop situation with Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart or maybe Guy Gardner or something like that. And I think a, a series is just the perfect way to adapt not just Green Lantern, but the Green Lantern core as well as the other cores. And I'm, I'm really excited to be able to finally um, delve into that part of the the DC cosmic side of things. Um, as much as, as well as it's been adapted in a- animation, I'm really excited to get it, see it get like the high budget treatment. And you said that's a, that's a HBO Max series, right? I don't think I said that, but I, I said it's a series, but I do believe it's an HBO Max series, right? Okay. I don't want to go as far as saying in James Gunn we trust, but I am intrigued at the slate they gave. Like I gave the I read the rundown of everything. I was intrigued. I am going to be looking forward to it, but I am still like steadily going into it, you know? I don't want to get my hopes too high, but you know, I'm a I I'm a good content fan. I don't care if it's Marvel, I don't care if it's DC. I'm not going to say one's better than the other. One has its stronger moments than the other for sure, but I'm just looking forward to good content and I hope they deliver. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I'm in a similar boat of leveling my expectations because there's a lot of highs and lows that came with these announcements. Because, for instance, there is now a lost Green Lantern show that they said there's been one in production for, or at least, you know, on the writer's room for a while that was much more of a space opera. And they have canceled that, and now they're giving us this Green Lantern show, which is going to be more true detective kind of grittier space cops, I guess, with Mm. Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So I'm still looking forward to it, but knowing that it's, you know, going through its iterations, we have to very much wait and see. In the same way, I was a little disappointed when I heard the words Batman, the Brave and the Bold, and found out that it's not like the old cartoon that i fell in love with that was you know batman fighting alongside all of the justice league as like random sidekicks but instead being the damien story i'm excited to finally see damien come to the screen but all right there's you know there's a lot of expectations that have to be shifted as to you know what it's gonna look like but at the very least we do have matt reeves batman 2 was also confirmed in the slate you know we're talking about everything else they're still doing multiple batman which is you know We'll we'll see how this all shakes out. Let the fan casting begin. I've got John Hamm as the the Bat Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know who you pick at this point. Being fresh off the heels of one Batman, who mm-hmm. else do you get to be another Batman in a in the same generation? It's not even like we're picking a new generation's Batman. We're gonna have two going at once. I don't know what you do. Yeah. I'm not a fan caster, so I got no say in this. <laughs> I open it up to the listeners. Let the fan <laughs> casting begin. We always love to listen, hearing from the listeners. Um, on the Marvel right. side of things, were you guys aware of this uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur coming out next week? I oh. was. I was aware that it was a series. The fact that it was coming out this soon somehow <laughs> snuck by me. We had our Patreon call for the Fantasy Hero games, and we were going over the docket, and I was like, what is this? Is this canon MCU? And she was just like, I don't know, but it's official MCU. So, I mean, like, Marvel, Marvel's doing it. It's going to be on Disney XD and then on Disney+. Plus. 
Um, mm. So I was like, I'm supposed to be talking about this animation deliberation. I should probably should probably bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very intrigued by it and definitely uh, going to take a look at it. But it seems to be much more geared toward children still on Disney Channel, like mm. kind of that like modern Mickey Mouse cartoonish animation style that they're going for. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are a very fun pair of characters, and I would love to see them uh, make it into the MCU proper, but I'm taking a guess with a 99% chance that this is not going to be uh, any sort of canon as it currently sits, because I could find zero reports of that being the case. Yeah, for me, it really is contingent upon what kind of av- availability it's going to have on Disney+. Plus. Is it going to, or do we have to wait for the whole series to air on Disney XD before it's available on Disney+, Plus, or are they going to release episode by episode? Uh, because I don't have access to Disney XD, and um, at this point, I'm, I am not shelling out any more money. I think it is a matter of like five days. Okay. Oh, I was about to I say it's they're like expecting what, me to get cable. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think it's like what Hulu used to do, where you know the show would air on its cable and then come over soon after. Sure. I think it's something going to be along those. Somebody in the Strain and Panic chat had posted the dates. Oh, okay. Um, actually, I think Haley sent it to me when we were talking about it earlier today. It's like everybody wanted to bring this up at the same time. Just put it in the universe, like, hey, don't forget this exists. I'm sure we have a listener right now that's like fist clenched. Like this is this is the information you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at your phone. February 10th and Disney Plus is February 15th. Okay, okay. it's coming that's not, soon. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Well, in all honesty, um, as much as we say we're going to be checking it out, we're obviously very busy. But if any of you out there uh, check out the show, are watching it and think it's great and want us to talk about it, uh, feel free to write into us. Like always, we keep talking about we appreciate any sort of feedback that we can get and especially about anything else that you might be watching and might want us to cover. And on that note, we did actually have a couple of listeners write into us this week. Yeah, worst case scenario, we'll give it an we'll give it an and a minute, but we do have feedback. First up from Fabian Duarte. Hey guys, catching up with the pod and had some random thoughts. I'll do my best to be brief. The season of Bad Batch has been a bit of a letdown. Aside from the crosshair centric episode, which was excellent, the rest have felt like filler. I believe it was Zuhair that said in Filoni we trust, and the man sure has the track record to back up that belief. But much like his MCU counterpart Kevin Feige, there have been more misses than hits as of late. Here's hoping the rest of the season redeems the slow start. I'm usually positive when it comes to comics and manga. I grew up reading them and love so many characters from DC, Marvel, etc. And any adaption I'm usually all about, but the MCU has been really disappointing as of late. They have the advantage of being part of the zeitgeist now, and their shortcomings have been overlooked. Much like a comic book series that have issues that are let down or just bad, so does the MCU. I don't feel it's being a hater or being nitpicky to point out that, of course, people are allowed to enjoy what they want, but loving a property such as DC, Marvel, Star Wars shouldn't mean settling for an inferior product. On to my hero. I warned you it was going to get dark, and I will continue to do so. I won't spoil anything. The opening pretty much spoils what's to come anyways, but be prepared. The manga is ahead quite a bit, and animation-only folks are in for a roller coaster of emotion. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
Thanks, as if I haven't been crying enough. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, a few things. I'm watching animation-wise. Vox Machina, I thought, was the only one watching it. I have no background in D&D, but have to say the show is fun, funny, and action-packed with some great characters. As a soccer fan, Blue Lock has been amazing. Aoashi has been another soccer anime on Crunchyroll that I liked. It's more sports-focused and less fantasy than Blue Lock, but very enjoyable. I've got my girlfriend into a couple of shoujo properties. Our favorites are Tomo-chan is a girl and Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Both are on Crunchyroll and fun. I've rambled enough, guys. Thanks, Fabian. Well, we always love to hear your ramblings, Fabian. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was was just going to say my key takeaway here is, uh, Fabian, I I appreciate the way that you address your issues with with properties because I think it's the show again, it's called animation deliberation. It's a conversation about the things that we like or the things that don't resonate as well. So you are, I I agree with you. If you have issues or have been let down with certain Marvel properties, I I can say like, I don't think phase four as a whole is a complete letdown, but there are certainly properties within Marvel phase four that I found kind of disappointing, but it's, it's saying that and not, telling another person how they should feel like you acknowledge mm-hmm. like if 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 you want to feel great about it i'm more than happy for you to enjoy what what you enjoy i think the issue is that there are people out there that are just like wanting everyone to agree with them that like phase four is this big letdown and if you don't agree with them then you're just a shill or you just gobble up whatever marvel gives you and that's not the case so just wanted to say i appreciate you um the way you voice some of your criticisms and um i i respect it yeah, like you said, it's in the title of the show. We're probably going to have some thoughts about Bad Batch this week. So, you know, it's going to be out there. And like you said, you know, some people like Naruto. Some people think the animation's not that great. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> ha, I got it in this week. It wasn't you, Zuhair. <laughs> but we have a whole other episode to record. We do have a whole other episode. <laughs> but on that serious note, like it is great. And I do love hearing this feedback because you are always so cordial about the way you bring these things up. I and honestly it's so great but yeah vox machina i'm gonna throw in there and talk about uh you are not alone jay scotty and i were talking uh off air before the show started he's all the way caught up i've only done the first three episodes but i'm loving everything so far and i mean from a DD playing perspective i think it's fantastic but i can see already that you know there's no cracks in that veneer it's just a great show with great writing great storytelling and i mean it's just fun and funny across the board. What else can you say besides Scalotant? <laughs> Maybe after I'm finished with this arc of Black Clover, I'll binge Vox Machina. I'm just loving Black Clover too much. Yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it all. Uh, I gave my reserves about Bad Batch last week. I'm sure I'll have the same thoughts when Mandalorian starts up here and there. Um we just talked about DC and yeah, MCU has definitely had its ups and downs. It's one of the things where it's like, I'm still at the point where I'll watch everything, but not everything's going to blow me away. And that's okay. I still haven't watched the Christmas special actually. Oh, the guardians holiday oh, special. So maybe I won't watch everything. Oh, wow. You, you should go watch the guardians holiday special because I was a big fan of that. Uh, coming out of everything we had 2023. It was, it was up there for me or 2022 rather. Right. Yes, yeah, so every now and then, like a meme will pop up on my feed, and I'm just like, "Oh, damn! I still haven't seen that yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anime has been taking over my life, and I'm 100 percent okay with that. <laughs> it's almost like we're on an animation podcast. Hmm. We we all have like our our focuses, apparently. 
just as a hey. trio of balance. Yeah. We are well-rounded. Go ahead and give ourselves a pat on the back there. But uh, with uh, all this... Well-rounded uh, feedback from Chrissy as well. I was going to say, with all this talk about Vox Machina, yeah, Fabian, you are not alone at all. In addition to Andrew and myself, Chrissy Giesen also has uh, some thoughts on Vox Machina, but here we go. It's been a crazy three weeks, but I'm finally caught up on everything and ready to talk about them all. It'll hopefully be short and sweet, though. So here we go. I'm loving Bad Batch so far. Not entirely sure what the overall plot is, but whatever pod racing was, I'm all for it. And I think Teo is my new favorite character so far. I hope to see more of him. Don't know what the likelihood of that is, but I'm, I'm with you. Fox Machina is finally back, and already the first three episodes have my heart. It's true to the campaign, and there are so many hidden gems and callbacks that it just fills my heart and brings tears to my eyes. And they've already announced that a Mighty Nine show is in the works that will be based on their second campaign, set in the same world, but more in the future. It's just amazing to see how far Critical Role has come, and to see the world come to life just feels like a dream, and I don't want to wake up. My hero is is as heart-pounding as ever, and I can't believe that our heroes don't get time to just breathe. I love that we got Hawk's backstory, and to see where he goes and what he does will be exciting, and we will get more info on Dobby and the Todoroki family. And I don't think my heart is ready for that just yet. Tissues will be by my side the whole episode. I finally watched the season finale of Chainsaw Man, and I think it was the episode. And I can't, and I think it was the episode, and I can't wait for season two. I started watching Bofuri. Bofuri? Bofuri. Bofuri. (laughs) (laughs) Two very different things. (laughs) Uh, And I'm absolutely in love and binging as we speak. I think that's all for now. I apologize for the length, but also not sorry, as there is much content to talk about. Stay well, my dudes, and go plus ultra, Chrissy. I yeah. am so glad that I could pressure you to watch Bo Fury, because that show is so funny. It's the one that me and my roommate watched together. Um, so now we're watching Last of Us together, and then we watch like Bo Fury after that as kind of like our neutralizer. Mm. <laughs> the show is so hilarious and just... It's so unnecessary, but I'm happy for every bit of it. Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with Bofuri. I don't even remember you bringing it up, so I apologize for that. But uh, sounds it's like an- <laughs> okay, sounds like another one to definitely uh, check out. I, I'm in need of a new uh, palate cleanser, especially completely off topic. But I finally took the plunge and started watching Game of Thrones. I know, I know, I'm like super late to the party, but finally finally into it and really enjoying it so a palate cleanser would be good but she does uh mention with all again all this talk about vox machina that was the one piece of news that i kind of held off on because i knew chrissy's feedback was going to mention it but yes uh, amazon has inked an overall deal with critical role uh for first look film deals and they also green lighted the mighty or green lit i guess makes more sense uh <laughs> the mighty nine i wasn't gonna say series. anything so yeah i mean that's it's it's awesome Uh, again like i just cannot sing the praises of this show enough it's a it tickles everything it's got great action great characters great humor and just a really engaging story so to see these people that started off on youtube just doing something they loved as like a hobby and a, and a pastime and a way to connect just to see it flourish there's that word flourish um like this is really (laughs) really heartwarming and has me excited and uh yeah bring it on 
Yeah, no, it is, like you said, it's a testament to how they are. They're passionate about what they do, because, like, my favorite Matt Mercer thing ever is there's a clip of him on a game show style uh, show where, like, you have to correct what's wrong, and they run through a round of D&D combat, and they're like, okay, there's a bunch of things wrong with it, tell us. And he lists off like 25 things that are wrong with this like one scene that they did, including finding things that the judges who wrote the question didn't realize were wrong when they wrote the question. He's so good at what he does. And it's just like, no, he's not just doing this for the money. He's not just out there like writing these stories because like, oh, this is our job. He's passionate about D&D, has been doing it forever. And I absolutely love to see the way that that comes through in it. So yeah, it's it's a passion piece. And I think that's why it's so good to talk about and say this is successful i like it let's get more of this hmm. well so said. amazon when you want to ink a deal for animation deliberation we'll uh <laughs> we'll figure that one out yeah I, the official after show podcast of vox machina yeah i honestly <laughs> feel a little sorry for the upcoming film I'm, I'm still excited for it but the upcoming dungeons and dragons honor among thieves with like chris yeah. pine and uh because like it has like this to live up to like everybody's paying attention to Vox Machina and there's this film film deal um it's it's I mean it's gonna be tough Pine on screen like you don't need much incentive to watch (laughs) (laughs) I do love Chris Pine I do I don't care if you're a nerd at all like that trailer sold me I was like yep I'm I'm in that's Mm -hmm. next month yeah yeah damn yeah, I was going. Th- I was going through to get my uh, Sword Art Online tickets for Saturday, and realized I was kind of going through the stuff that was coming soon, and just hitting the reminder. I was like, I'm hitting a reminder on a lot of things right now. Like, it's it's theater time, guys. It is. Love it. And our last little piece of uh, news that's not news. Hopefully, next week we'll have some Demon Slayer things to talk about. They, you know, did their usual announcement of an announcement of an announcement. We don't know what it's going to be. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, honestly, my fingers are crossed that, hey, this is when it's actually hitting theaters nationwide so you can get your tickets now as opposed to making us wait. But I couldn't help but resist talking about the announcement of the announcement of the announcement. (laughs) Uh, It's worth mentioning. And I got to say now, whenever I hear Demon Slayer has an announcement, I just like embody that fry meme where his eyes just kind of like narrow. Mm. It's like, mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well, that's it for news and feedback. Let us get on to the synopsis of season two episode of Bat Batch Tribe. Yes, let us do it. The Bad Batch meets the Vanguard Axis for a job until Omega ends up helping Gungi, a Wookiee Jedi youngling, escape from his cartel captors. Intending to return him to his homeworld, the Bad Batch finds Kashyyyk being ravaged by a group of Trandoshan mercenaries working for the Empire. After winning a, lo- a local tribe's trust, the clones join the Wookiees and the indigenous wildlife in their fight against their imperial opponents. The aggressors are eventually defeated, and Gungi is reunited with his people. Last week, let's talk about how the show has been slow. <laughs> this week, all of Wednesday went by, and I had no desire or no recollection that a new episode of Bad Batch had dropped. I was like, oh yeah, I did forget about that. Today, I was like, man, I'm going to watch Bad Batch. We're going to talk about it tonight. Let me hit play. This episode started. It is everything I love about this show. This episode gave me back everything I love about this show. The intensity and <laughs> in how it started. We had our whole team together. It felt like there was purpose. Like 
nothing that happened in this episode could affect the rest of the series, but it gave us that bigger than justice group vibe. Mm. And the thing that had me more ecstatic than anything is the fact that we had Gungi back. We had him <laughs> as a, uh, before he was a Padawan with Ahsoka in Clone Wars. And he has the second dopest lightsaber in the Star Wars universe. And to see him in this fashion of like us getting to go back to Kashyyyk and see what the Wookiees are going through and him having the opportunity to be a Jedi like with his people, whether he finds his village or not. We got the Bad Batch doing Bad Batch things. We got Omega and her curious ass getting everybody in trouble. Everything in this episode is what I wanted. It's what I love about the show. And I'm glad we're like, just just keep it this way. Just keep it this way the rest of the time. Don't give me nonsense episodic stuff. Give me this. This is what I like. I, I don't know, Scoots. I, I kind of know some of your thoughts, so I want to yield the floor to you uh, to, to get the, the contrast of this. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I'm glad that Zuhair went first and kind of gushed because this episode did have some things to enjoy for sure. It was great to go back to Kashyyyk. It was great to see a Wookiee wielding a lightsaber, a first for me as someone that hasn't watched the Clone Wars, and I'm very partial to green lightsabers, so I agree oh. that lightsaber was dope. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and seeing the flora and the fauna of Kashyyyk and, um, you know, having been a fan of Star Wars for a long time and being exposed to the expanded universe, like knowing this rivalry between Trandoshans and Wookiees and seeing that how that has like persisted through the new versions of canon was all great. But like I, I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the settings. I enjoyed the animation, but I kept finding myself like not being super engaged in the episode. And I, I think what I've started to notice is these episodes where we have the whole batch together with with some other parties involved what i what i think i need narratively is to hone in on one character specific specifically and have them go on like a a real character arc or journey or have them learn some lesson and we just didn't really get that in this episode and again it was a, a fun episode enjoyable um, I kind of felt some Avatar vibes with them praying mm-hmm. to the trees. It felt like Awa coming to the rescue, like in the first Avatar film. Uh, but there was I got just reverse Pocahontas vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, that that <laughs> with, too. Uh, yeah, with Hunter being John Smith. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and there were funny exchanges with you know Echo and um, Wrecker enjoying the Wookie beverage there or soup, whatever it was. But uh, again, there was just that little extra something that it didn't quite resonate with me as much as I wanted it to. So that's kind of where I'm coming from on this one. Yeah. Well, in honor of Fabian's feedback, I respect what you have to say. Thank you. you <laughs> For sure. And, and that's kind of why I wanted to let you go because I feel like I'm dead center of this, that it was more of what I wanted, but it wasn't enough. And in the way, I agree. I love the expanded universe. I like getting Gungi back, but I almost hate that it was in the trailer and I knew it was coming. Like, instead, Mm -hmm. if we could have had this buildup of like, oh, there's a Wookiee. That's kind of interesting. And then he uses the force and gets the lightsaber. Oh, my. Wait, hang on. It's Gungi or hang on. It's a Jedi. Like, knowing that he was going to get that lightsaber was a little bit of I don't think there was any of the buildup. But then Mm kind of like you said, Jay Scotty the characters didn't have enough. There was no moment where any of them took Omega aside and said, Hey, by the way, you probably shouldn't have gotten us in that firefight. They were just like, okay, time to go to Kashyyyk. Like (laughs) just moving right along. But I agree. Seeing Kashyyyk is legendary, but 
and maybe I am erring more on the side of the negatives as I say all of this, there's such a rich history of how bad the empire is with Kashyyyk. We've oh, seen sure. it in a number of other properties. Um, Solo being the first to come to mind. Solo's a big one. Uh, Star Wars, Fallen Order oh, is yeah. another big one. Like, There's a huge myriad of things that talk about how bad it was, and it didn't even feel like it was really the empire. I, I almost wanted it to be one or the other. It was either the Trandoshans were in this huge rivalry that is also entrenched in the lore, or mm-hmm. the Empire was doing the bad things. It felt like we were kind of just getting that, like, okay, great, we're seeing more of the world, but we're not actually digging into the depths of what this means. We're not seeing the Imperial outposts popping up. We just saw a small band of them. Like, I, I, I just wanted that bigger thing to grip onto. I love seeing these legacy characters come back, but give me the time to actually, you know, dig into who Gungi is, you know, what happened to him. We didn't talk at all about what happened with him and his master or how he survived. Like, you know, there's, there's all these other questions that are out there. So hopefully this is not the end uh, for Gungi and that we get a little bit more of this story told because they did end on Kashyyyk. So maybe we're going to pick back up on Kashyyyk and see a little bit more of, you know, these layers being peeled back. And I think it was especially hard because none of the Wookiees can talk. So Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm saying, or, you know, that Jay Scotty is saying we didn't get enough of the batch feels like a weird comment to make when they're the only ones that can verbalize what's going on. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I'm in the middle, but it was the action, I think, is what brings it up for me. This felt Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. Bad Batch war drama that we were getting much more of last season and at the, you know, first three episode chunk of this season. Yeah, that that opening scene alone, I felt like gave me more, more of what I wanted than last week's episode as a whole. I think the one thing that I was hoping for that was missed was a hollow call to Rex because he's hmm. in touch with Ahsoka. Just be like, hey, we found this Jedi here. Um, if you want to help out in any way or need his services in any way. Um, I forgot that he popped up in the trailer. Until like the episode started up. So it was like I, I was still like giddy as it was happening. Mm-hmm. but now yeah. like i'm recalling that they do talk to rex in the trailer so this feels like it could be setting up for a rex phone call hey bad batch we're getting some people together we need your help like how uh uh book of boba did mm. so this like while it didn't hit y'all's standard i feel like it's it's this could be foundational because we have so many episodes left. It kind of, it gives me that hope that this can actually build to something where a Mecha Arceus and new pod racing didn't quite do that for me. So yeah, let me, the Mecha Arceus. Let me pose oh. you a question, Zuhair. Okay. So if this pirate, that you know didn't do it for you last episode she shows up with hondo to fight the rebellion does that redeem that for you like if, if this is all foundational to bringing back these legacy characters do, does that you know redeem all of these when it comes back around or do you still look at these as being like but there could have been more because i agree i think yeah we could see Gungi come back and help with rex but how much better would it have been if Rex's name was even mentioned here to, you know, sow those seeds of there's something bigger going on? Like, I, I think that's 
you're they're right there and i agree with that but i i just go a, like an inch further the it would redeem it a little bit and i even said it on those episodes that we talked about that where it's like i hope that this builds up to something i hope that like something comes back to like make this matter mm-hmm. uh so like we got to see a little bit of character development with tech in the pod racing episode so i was like mm-hmm. okay good for him on that but then, like, I, I wonder, like, what the relevance of the Mecha Arceus was. Like, are sure. we going to get more of that? Is it going to come back? If it does come back, great. Then I'll be like, hey, good job on setting it up the way that you did. Yeah. Okay, I was underwhelmed before, but now I'm, like, joyful that something came out of it and it wasn't just a filler episode. Because if you're going to put that much money and put have this much of a delay between seasons, like, we don't need filler episodes. Like, I need content, right? So... Like, keep me whelmed, keep me overwhelmed. Don't put me underwhelmed on stuff that's as big as this. Uh, so if she comes back with Hondo and it turns out that this temple was relevant to the Jedi because of X, Y, and Z, or if it was a connection to the video games that we talked about, but I just missed it, then it's like, good for them. I just didn't get it, but I'm glad that as a whole it mattered. But because I got a character that I recognized and because like we're familiar with the Wookiee situation, and we know the status of Kashyyyk, like all of that made this episode feel bigger, even if it doesn't pan out. Like even if none of this gets referenced for the rest of the season, it still felt like a big part of stuff that we understand from the whole universe, as opposed to like something in a made up planet for one part that is never going to matter again. Right. Like mm-hmm. we, we just made comparisons to so many other things and we didn't do that in the in the other two episodes that i've been mentioning yeah yeah as as we've been kind of hashing this out and having the conversation i i think it's completely legitimate like this could be foundational as you said it could be building up to something bigger and i might come back appreciating this episode a lot more as a kind of like cornerstone to a significant story arc here but you mentioned like potentially having that holocron call with uh or hologram rather call with Rex but I found myself as you were saying that I was thinking what I would really like to see and they could have like shoehorned it into the into this episode but what if it was uh Rampart that we saw and like they were checking with him and it's like hey we found this Jedi on Kashyyyk and that one Trandoshan that said there's no need to contact the Empire if I can take care of this Jedi but he didn't so what if this the Bad Batch's decision to help this one Wookiee youngling has these lasting ramifications and we actually find that the major toll that's taken on Kashyyyk by the Empire is a direct result of this act of kindness. And like the one through line that we did kind of get was Hunter sharing with the Wookiee elder like when Omega and Gungi were praying by the trees. Like they're just kids, but they don't get to be kids. And like again talking about how the the action of this episode really put the bad batch kind of where they flourish with it with being in war but that's what they really want to get away from that's what hunter wants ultimately is to get a, a, go to a place where they can live in existence that's far away from war and i i just don't really see that in the cards for them like as as sad as that might be but that would give yeah. me the emotional resonance that i'm looking for the sentiment that you just shared remind me of that incredible monologue from Andor about sacrifice. Ooh, yes. If you know, you know. But literally everything that you just said, like, had that had that speech running through my head about how, like, 
we have to sacrifice everything so that the next generation can thrive off what we couldn't have. And I, I, I just need a collage of like the bad batch going through stuff like dub, <laughs> dubbed with that speech over it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Goosebumps. I like it. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's heading in a good direction. And I did, like I said, I didn't not have fun with this episode. I just have its critiques. And I think at the sure. start, uh, Fabian put it correct of like, I don't know where this story's going, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it feels questionable. And I don't know if it's just because they sowed these seeds last season of hey, it's going to be monster of the week until the last two episodes, and like that's mm-hmm. why we're like, okay, are they going to change that? Or are they going to learn from it this time around? And I don't know if that's the answer because like we talked all around this episode and you know all around the season there's so many unanswered questions that the show has posed with crosshair and completely forgotten about the fact of oh yeah omega's a clone uh what does that mean uh like these Mm. whole big like story beats that it feels like we haven't even touched upon and i'm not saying we need to rush there immediately but it's uh it's more of you know we've like j scotty just fan theoried for five minutes of like oh but what if this does this with kashik and it's like sure I, i need you to tell that story or get to that story you know start putting those pieces together in a grander scope so I can feel better about it. Because also we don't know where Gungi's been. Like I want that story. It's not a complaint that we didn't get it. It's no, I want it. And it's, you know, what does the bad batch do? Give me more, do more things. Yeah. I, uh, I have to confess, like I'm making myself laugh over here a little bit because when you mentioned like the whole thing about like Omega is a clone, like, what does that mean? I just had this, <laughs> I envision Hunter like sitting Omega down. He's like, Omega, I'm your brother, but I'm also your father. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, just having that weird conversation. Uh. Yes. <laughs> uh. All right. So I think it was I think it was Andrew that mentioned it. You talked about how like at some point they need to like sit down and have a talk with Omega about how like these random adventures are getting them in trouble. With her character development, I feel like she's actually grown to make these calls and the group be okay with it because they are the group that just gets into trouble all the time, right? Like, nothing that they do is necessarily orthodox from a clone perspective. So when she goes off the schedule and does things like that, not only is her team, like, on her side, but they just kind of roll with the punches because that's just what they do um so it was an interesting sentiment and i feel like that's why they don't have those talks because it's just like within their nature and now omega just kind of fits into it all it's like hey our teammate made a call we're riding with it and that's just this is how we operate yeah i i i'm okay with that i think that's a fair enough assessment to make and I'm going to be nitpicky, but if no. in the first episode, like the first episode, they had that whole like, no, we're still training you like stay on the ship when we tell you to stay on the ship, like moment of her dangling off of the rope. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like, OK, they're giving her more responsibility, but slowly it again just felt like another. OK, we're going from point A to point B. Let's let's have a I guess you can't have a point C in the middle, but you know what I'm getting at is like, you know, just the baby step to get us there but i actually do like that assessment it kind of 
it kind of mitigates my concern a little bit more that we didn't yeah. get that interaction and instead they were actually just concerned about what this Jedi was doing and the fact of like hey we we saw it all go down we'll, we'll help you do you know whatever mm-hmm. we can so we have a lot of different opinions on this week's episode of Bad Batch but I encourage you the listener Write in, let us know what you thought about this latest installment. You can do so by sending us an email to animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us an audio recording to that same place, as well as a host of other places you can contact us, which are... Yes, you can contact us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Twitter at AnimationDelib1 and Facebook and Instagram AnimationDeliberation. You can DM us there, you can like us, you can share us, you can do all sorts of different things, but it's a great place to contact us and keep up with us as well as all of the other fantastic shows on the Stranded Panda Network. All right, so thanks for tuning in. That's T-double-O. N-I-N. May the force be with you, and as always, stay whelmed. And Gungi does have the coolest lightsaber. I don't know about second coolest, but uh, muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Ingles, we are proud to introduce our all-new curbside service. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app to order, and our friendly staff will bring your groceries right to your car and have you ready to go in no time. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings.